Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Alright Jenny, so only on this podcast do we blame a grieving mother for the death of her own baby. <laughs> Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. So Jenny, do you want to give a COVID update? It is now, as we are recording this, it is December 28th. So I've been... Because guys, we're just recording a ton of shit, but go on. So I've been trapped in Amy's house for four days in my windowless basement i've been trapped in amy's windowless basement with her waiting on me (laughs) and it started off like the first day i got a nice tray with like a napkin and like side dishes and then like now she just throws a bowl of soup at me basically (laughs) like it's really good yesterday she was like do you want cold pizza or grilled cheese for dinner like that's kind of where we're at so like it started off with like nice cooked meal and then like day four Well, because i feel like i couldn't go to the grocery store or anything i had to like make do with what i had so, so jenny comes jenny comes in thursday right the day before so in case Christmas you're Eve. behind let me tell my side of the story first oh god then i'll tell my side then i'll tell or my you're side. not the mimi bees i tested negative on tuesday tested negative on wednesday i didn't have symptoms but I was feeling like slightly under the weather, but I had been traveling. And, and was traveling. I had been traveling, so I'm like, I'm going to test. And I had been testing between the legs of my travel, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And they were, I was all negative. And then I'm like, I'll just test to go before I go home to make sure everything's okay. I didn't have any real symptoms. I just had like that normal, like dry winter, like I'd be stuffed up in the morning, but then I was fine, like that kind of thing. And I get that all winter, basically. So mm-hmm. I tested Tuesday. I tested Wednesday night. Negative, negative. Get on the bus on Thursday, and then I start to feel, like, very stuffed up on the bus. And I'm like, oh, no. But I also get very stuffed up when I come to Pennsylvania because I'm allergic to everything here, though, even though I was born here, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So my mother picks me up at the bus stop, whatever, takes me to Amy's house. We're hanging out. You hug day- mom. You're in the car with her. I'm in the car with mom. Give mom a hug. Luckily, I'm not an overly affectionate person, so I'm not, like, mm-hmm. all over people. Mm-hmm. And then Friday morning, I wake up to a million alerts from my app from New York City of like, you've been exposed to COVID. Like, it's this tracing, like a, a contact tracing app. Mm-hmm. Um, like, tons of them. Like, because everybody's testing the travel, all these people are testing positive. So now all these alerts are going out. So I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So I test Friday morning and I'm positive. Mm-hmm. So I had to like, I had a, and I could tell when I woke up on Friday, something was not right. It felt like I had a really bad sinus infection. Yeah. Well, our cousin was going to come over. Yes. So our cousin was going to come over. So Jenny's like, maybe I better test before anybody else comes over. Well, I, when I saw those alerts, I knew I had to test before mm-hmm. anyone came over. Yep. So also Thursday night, the girls had their boyfriends over. Yes. So Friday morning, I get a call from one of my daughter's boyfriend's mothers who says, my husband, so the boyfriend's father, tested positive. Just letting you know, you know, the boyfriend seems okay. He's testing negative. So I'm like, okay. Same time Jenny texts me, I'm testing positive. Yep. 
I shoved her right in the basement. I ran right into the, the basement, in the basement. And closed the door and texted you from the basement. <laughs> Luckily, we do have, literally, it's called Jenny's room in the basement. <laughs> where she can stay comfortably. Yeah, Imagine if we didn't have that room. Oh, my God. I, I don't, I would just go to a hotel or rent, some, yeah. or rent an Airbnb. Yeah. So, she's down there. Um, we had to cancel Christmas Eve. Thank God we did, turns out. Mm-hmm. We had to cancel Christmas Day. Yep. So here's the things that I have well, learned wait, about... Wait, 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 wait. We had no plans for Christmas Day. That's bullshit. Well, Mom would have come down. Okay. Here's what I've learned about this virus, I think. Now, by the time you guys hear this, this might be old news. God knows where we're going to be at. That's going to um, be in like two weeks or so. Three things. Number one is... The, the, what we've been conditioned to look for in terms of symptoms, out the window. Out the window for Omicron. No more Omicron. fever. No nope. more I had no loss fever. of taste and smell. I had smell. no loss of taste or smell. It's more like a cold. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a bad cold. Also, the testing, the idea of I'm going to test before I see this person. And then I'm clear. Is, I feel like is out the window. Well, but to be fair, like what we're, what we're determining a couple days down the road is that I must not have been contagious because none of you guys have gotten it. So I don't... Right. And what they're, what I've heard about the test is that once you test positive, then you're contagious. So right, like but I'm you had symptoms I'm, a couple days I did, ahead. but I don't think I infected anyone. So like okay. I think you start testing yeah. positive when you're contagious. Like there's enough of the viral load that tests positive that now you're contagious, which makes, makes sense if you mm-hmm. think about it. So... You may have it, like, it's weird, because I feel like if you start to get symptoms, you should wait a couple days to test, or you're going to waste a test, unless you have an abundance of tests like they do in London. Well, and that was my third point. This was a failure. We cannot find a test anywhere. The day, Christmas Eve day, I was buying tests in the Price Chopper parking lot. Off <laughs> like one on of the my black friends. market. Price Chopper is one of our local grocery stores. I'm buying tests yep. in the grocery store parking lot. That should not off happen. Off of somebody. That's insane. That should not happen. Like They're just nowhere to be found. My friend, my best friend who is in London, Steve, we've talked about him many times, tested positive the same day I did, even though we haven't seen each other since July. Mm-hmm. He has like 60 tests at his house. Because like yeah. the government just sends them to you, hands them out, they're all over the place. Yeah. 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 Gen X pro tip, get vaccinated. Because this thing spread like wildfire. I'm a total big baby, and if I have to take something to not get sick, I'm there. I'm taking it. Yeah, right. yeah me too. <laughs> okay. All right, Jenny. So what we did not need this weekend was a blind school fire episode. It's so that's so funny that like, that's what lands on this weekend. That's what lands. And if you've been following my life, which I probably haven't, <laughs> I'm been... in the middle of some kind of slow motion breakdown, <laughs> and this I did not need. Yeah, so exactly what Amy needed was a big crisis for Christmas. Jesus. All right, so, but you know what, Jenny? In the end, it ended up being exactly what I needed. <laughs> well, like, and also, now, now we're watching Eve... all these people being being infected from their Christmas Eve parties, and ours was didn't happen. Right. But Christmas Eve being so quiet and so calm yeah, was exactly what I needed. Yeah. I'm looking forward to sitting on the couch watching TV on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I was supposed okay. to be in London for New Year's Eve, but Not that, all, that all went to shit. So, Jenny, today we are looking at, I don't even have the season and episode. I think it's, it's season episode six, episode 18. 18. Yep. So, we have Little House on the Prairie, season six, episode 18. May we make them proud Part one. And I want to say something. Jenny was watching this in her basement dungeon. Room. <laughs> and I was in the regular basement. So she, we were separated because she was in her room. I was out by the fireplace watching this. She was a little bit ahead of me and I could just hear her <laughs> laughing. I'm like, what is she laughing about? Then I, then I got there. Oh, and I yeah. was like, okay, now I know what she's laughing about. All right, Jenny, give us a description. The description reads, Albert's carelessness results in a tragic accident that leaves Alice Garvey and Mary's baby son dead. As families are torn apart and faith in God tested, it is sure to be an emotional road to recovery for everyone, including us, involved. Yes, everyone. All right, Jen, so we open on the first annual blind school charity picnic. Mrs. Olson is talking with Eliza Jane about the new addition they're putting on the blind school. It's going to be twice as large. 
And so Harriet thinks she needs a larger plaque. Oh my God. Can't with her. There's kids playing games. Alice made some chili in a big disgusting barrel. Ugh. Ew. <laughs> and Doc Bake, Doc Baker's having lunch with some dude who's 70 years old and real proud to have all his teeth in his head. I mean, I did make note of that because I feel like at that time in history, that, that was, was an accomplishment. That was a feat. Don't forget that yep. would be long before fluoride. That was a feat in like the 1940s. Yeah. 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 So some kid named Clay approaches Albert and trying to get him to share a clay pipe with him. I have a question. Okay. Yeah. Was this literally like, we need you to smoke a clay pipe. Let's name this kid Clay. I know. So dumb, right? That's so dumb. (laughs) Like, would his name have been Tobacco? And I don't know why we have to focus on that. It's a clay pipe. I don't know either. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I don't know. But I will tell you, they waste no time jumping right into this. I know. I know. Like, it burns down. Everyone's dead halfway through this first hour. Like, in 10 minutes, I feel like. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Albert is like, oh, I don't know. We remember when Albert smoked Paws Pipe and he turned green. Remember? Yes. And he said that. He's like, I smoked my Paws Pipe and I didn't like it. And Clay, the pusher, is like, dude... Just try it. It's a clay pipe. It's different. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -mm. So they head to the basement and they take a toke off the pipe. And the kid says, Clay says, women like it when a man smokes a pipe. So Albert's like, okay, I'll try it. So he tries it. Now here comes Narc Hesterson. (laughs) Narc. (laughs) She hears them and she yells down to them. And she's a narc. She's the authority. She's like, what are you doing down there? What are you doing down there? I mean, two two prepubescent, pubescent, I don't know what they are, Mm -hmm. boys Mm -hmm. in the basement, they're definitely doing something bad. They're definitely up to no good. They're definitely up to no good. Albert's like, we're hiding from Carrie. I mean, that kind of made sense okay. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked the whole Ingalls family isn't down I there feel taking like shelter. I Sue was kind of like, I don't buy this. And then when they were like, oh, we were hiding from Carrie, she's like, oh, okay, I totally get that. Yeah, I get it. But she's like, you got to get the fuck out of here. Like, up and out. Yep. So Albert, I don't know why he panics, but he shoves the smoking pipe into a box of rags. Yeah, because that's brilliant. And I wrote, oh my God, my stomach just tensed up, like, incredibly. Well, I think he thought it was put out i guess jenny i want to talk about something i would put it on like the dirt floor so like nothing around it could combust i want to talk about something this happened to me okay timmy's childhood home burned down like real serious burned down because the fire marshal decided they had a a fan on top of their washer mm-hmm. in the basement that they used to run to push the heat from the furnace upstairs okay and it it was off center and it waddled off the washer landed in a pile of rags rags clothes towels whatever okay cloth and they think that's how the fire started so it like spun up and then the engine burned yeah, i guess hmm. so this hit home for me <laughs> Okay. It's like, okay. So it is possible you should not mix fire with cloth. I mean. I mean. Come on. Or wood or combustibles in general. That night, Alice and Hester Sue are cleaning up and Adam and Mary are putting the kids to bed. And Hester Sue's like, let's all go check on them. And Alice and Hester Sue and Adam all go upstairs together. The kids are saying their nighttime prayers and there's some douchebag kid who's praying. I don't know what's going on here. I don't James. need to know who these randos are. Yeah, James, James. is like laying the smack down via prayer. <laughs> now, Jen, did you get a look at Adam? He was like... He's a mess in this. What is this? He's kind of a mess, but his tie is all loosened. Yeah. Like, he looks like he was out drinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, Mary is in with her baby, and Adam pops in to see if she wants to join him and Alice and Hester Sue for tea. Two things here. First of all, yes. it's really hard to watch scenes with just Mary and Adam. They're such terrible actors. Yes. It's yes. literally painful to watch scenes with just the two of them. At least when mm-hmm. there's other people, it's like it kind of blends in. <laughs> and secondly, like, 
you know, like all, they're having such a great day and they're all talking about what a wonderful day it was and how good everything's going. And I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. Here we go. We're going to get Little Here House. Here we go. We're going to mm-hmm. get Little House. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Mary plays Brahms lullaby for the baby on a nearby music box. In the basement, Jen, I have this, by the way, on video because... <laughs> It's so dramatic. The music. We see the music. The, I heard we, the music out in the living room when you, went, minute, you got to that point. I'm going to see if I could play it. We have the moment that the flame sparks. So you see the smoldering. Which apparently this thing smoldered for like eight hours, apparently. Yes. So you see the smoldering and then you hear the when it turns into a flame. Here it is. I'm going to play it for our listeners right now. Let me oh see gosh. if I can. Should I shut off my headphones? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Guys, I don't know what that's going to sound like. I'll also put it in the movies, but it's like... It's ridiculous. I don't know well, what happened there. Oh, we forgot to mention. Written by, direct by Michael Landon. Yes. I have a lot to say about this. What demented mind comes Michael up Landon. with this? Michael Landon. This is bizarre. Okay. All right. So the pipe begins, it's smoldering, and then the music jumps up and the flame appears. Now upstairs, I don't know, this kid, James, apparently is snoring. And some other kid wakes him up. And he's and like, I, And I feel seen. Go blow your nose. So that you don't snore anymore. Yes, so James you. goes in the bathroom, and I wrote he's going to die. He's okay. pissed. And did you notice when he sits on the toilet, there's a notebook of paper hanging on the wall next to him? Is this I, how they wipe their ass in the 1800s? I can't. I can't. Ew. And what okay. Do they, they don't, don't forget, they don't have plumbing, really. Yeah. Or they, do they have... They can't no, flush they this stuff a, down the toilet, though. They have a water closet. But they can't, they can't flush things down it like this. I don't know. So do Nels they throw the installed paper? a flushing toilet in his home, but do they? But it flushed through the top thing, like it's not going through pipe through the. No, they can't flush paper down. Right, that's, what, that's I mean. what I mean. So like they have for. to throw this away. <laughs> it's hanging on the wall next to the toilet. Is it to like write a book while you're? Sitting Is there, there no toilet paper there? There's what looks like sheets of paper hanging next to it. I'm gonna need to inspect this. I'm gonna need Go to inspect James on the it. shitter. Okay. <laughs> So, in the basement, the fire is raging. 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 Can't they feel the heat from this? And Adam, Alice, and Hester Sue are having tea, and Adam suddenly smells smoke. Hester Sue's like, oh, I better make sure I didn't leave the kettle on. And she did. Right. So, she thinks that's what it is, but the entire basement is in flames. Hester Sue suddenly is like, wait a minute, I still smell, something's not right. She looks... And she sees smoke billowing out of the basement door. Jenny, want to take this? Then instead of doing the thing they tell you exactly what to do is do not open the door. She whips open the door. open the door. She whips open the door, which then allows a huge backdraft. Everyone see that Mm -hmm. movie? A -hmm. huge backdraft to blow Mm -hmm. downstairs and probably blew this thing up. Like that that fire went enraged then because it got this big burst of oxygen. Look, I'm jumping ahead here. We all know Albert's to blame for this. Yes, but... But Hester Sue plays a large role. If she didn't open that door, she probably could have bought 10 minutes. Easily. 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 Which is all they needed. That's all they needed was 10 minutes All they needed to see the smoke and... uh, What did she think was behind that door that she was looking for? (laughs) I'll get to it. Hold on. Like if there was so, like if there was a knife stabbing through the door, would she open it and be like, "Oh, there's a serial all, killer behind the door." First of all, we don't know if they have common knowledge rules around fire. Well, they they probably don't at this time. No, to be like, fair, they don't. I would have touched the doorknob I, when she touched and the doorknob. It was hot. She touched the doorknob to open it. Had to be hot. It had to be hot. Okay. And what did she, where did she, what does she think smoke is coming from? Does she so think there's has, like a sauna down there? Hester Stew, Hester Stew, listen to me. Hester Stew <laughs> starts screaming, and Adam goes right upstairs. Now, Adam, the, and Mar- Adam goes upstairs. Mary's already upstairs. Mm-hmm. Now the kid who got up to blow his nose, James, he's stuck in the motherfucking bathroom somehow. Who knows how? Stuck in the bathroom. Who knows how? Suddenly, door doesn't work. Now they're evacuating the kids, and Mary leaves the baby. Mary. Puts the baby back into... 
Adam walks. <laughs> let me just talk about this because somebody mentioned this in the movies. Adam walks in and he says, "There's a giant raging fire. We got to get the kids out of here." Mm-hmm. And Mary is holding her baby, puts mm-hmm. it back in the cradle, and mm-hmm. walks out of the room. Yep. What the fuck? There, there is not a mother on earth who would do this. Abe, Timmy runs in and says, there's a giant blazing fire. We got to get Jenny out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do you go? To get my kids. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. Guys, look, I talk about this all the time. When I became a mother, I knew nothing. I was terrified. I shook from the minute I woke up to the minute I went to bed. I forgot to bathe them. Six That's weeks. Right, they were yep. not bathed. Um... I could see maybe making a case that she might lay the baby down. But the minute you saw the fire, yeah, it would yeah. click and you would go get that baby immediately. Like she puts the baby down, which I don't, I can't even fathom that. But I'm I'm going real out on a limb here to give her the <laughs> And she's running around the house in the fire. And she is blind. Mm-hmm. But when she comes out into the hallway and there's raging heat and smoke. Yeah, you could, you have to smell and feel that, like. Sit next to a campfire and close your eyes. You know there's a fire there. (laughs) Okay. So Mary forgets the baby. All of a sudden she's she's in the hallway and she's like, oh, Adam, they both both run out without the baby. They both run out. They both leave without the baby. And so, but she had the baby in her hands. I know. I know. I know. Like, it's like you would have Penelope and Samantha in your hands and throw them down to run out and like help people out of the house. I know. No way. No. No No way. Jenny, I told you before, the setup of my old house, this, it was very similar to this in that the stairwell was right in the middle of the house. Mm-hmm. I used to have nightmares of how I would get my kids out. Most of them resulted in me sacrificing my life or dying. <laughs> like, I mean, you don't care. But you could have ran out, climbed up on your porch roof and into their window. That yes, that was the plan. That was the plan. But, like, I wouldn't care. Like, I would sacrifice me or Timmy in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, Mary, the minute she realized she didn't have that baby in her hand, should have ran right back into that yeah. room. Yep. Instead, Jen, who comes to the rescue? Alice, which I was like, why is Alice saying she's going to... But I'm like, Alice is sighted, so that's probably why she's saying, yes. I'll go do this. And I that's get That's what I was thinking, too. Okay. So, Alice runs back for him, and she hears the idiot kid in the bathroom. Yep. Now, you have to decide... She should have grabbed the baby. in the room and grabbed the baby. She should have grabbed the baby and then went and got the kid because what happened was she had to go back and that's what the problem mm-hmm. was. That was the problem. You always want to be moving towards the exit. Boy, we are armchair quarterback <laughs> in this. <laughs> <laughs> so Alice bashes the bathroom door and she's wasting valuable time here. All because that Jenny-like fucker couldn't deal with the snoring and made that idiot go brush his nose, blow his nose. I can't like, help whatever. it if this idiot doesn't know how to blow his nose and also gets stuck in the bathroom. And if Alice had had the baby in her hands when she knocked that door down, they would have been right at the top of the steps and they would have been easily able to escape. Right, because we all know the baby later becomes a battering ram. <laughs> okay, so by now the baby is screaming. Alice gets to the baby, but there are flames all over, and she cannot get out. No, because she's stuck in that room. So now we flash to outside. Mary and Adam, because they are blind. They don't know what's happening. They don't know how bad this is. Yeah, they don't know how bad it is. Like, they probably hear the fire. They know there's fire. I feel like they know it's pretty bad, because you must hear that. Hester Sue is just... Hester Sue loses her shit and says, oh my god, the baby. She yells, oh my god, the baby. Which, I mean, she's in a panic. She sees Mary's like, what, my baby? What, my baby? I thought I threw him in the bassinet. What's he doing out here? All of a sudden, we see Alice upstairs. She smashes a window out. But I read that there's been a lot of jokes on the internet that she uses the baby to bash the window (laughs) open. And she does. And the actor said it was because they didn't put the fake glass in the window. Oh, they had shit. real glass in there. Oh, shit. Not real glass, but like the glass that's not breakable. Not really easily. Yeah, okay. So she had to use the baby as a battering <laughs> ram. And then she said she loved filming this. She said it really gave her something to bite into. I mean, she Michael Landon like, has been preparing his whole career for this for the scene. <laughs> for his directorial debut here, or directorial career. So, Jen, if I'm Alice, I'm going to get through that fucking window. I don't know how I'm going to do it. There's furniture. Like, 
put the baby down the floor in front of you, grab a chair yep. and throw it through that window. And then what you do, this sounds crazy, but it is like a Hail Mary, literally a Hail Mary pass. You throw that baby throw out. out the window yep. and you hope Hester Sue yeah. can fucking catch yep. it. If he rolls off the roof and lands on the ground, like probably gonna be injured, but won't be. I mean, the alternative is death. So he's probably gonna be brain dead. <laughs> A baby falls that far. Don't forget their skull is not fully yeah, formed. Yeah, but it's like if it falls on grass? Mm, no. It's wrapped up? It's swaddled? Maybe. Maybe. You have a better chance you than burning You have a chance at fire. least. <laughs> right. But if I was Alice, I would have thrown a piece of furniture through that window. And I felt like Hester Sue could have done something more than just What was Hester Sue going to do? She, she tried. She like, ran back into the thing. She could have been like, Adam, Adam, get over here. Grace, throw the baby down. Throw the baby. Like, Adam going to get the baby when he can't see? I have no idea. <laughs> Hester Sue, to her defense, did run back in. She, she did. ran Hester back in. Hester Sue yep. tried to get back. Ran back in. into she a did. burning building. But there was no, like, the, the thing was collapsing. Like, there was no way to get upstairs. Yeah. It was just, it was real dark. It was bad. It was bad. And this bad. is where I'm like, what? who writes? Like, I could see Michael Landon wanting to write a big dramatic episode. Why do we have to kill another one of Mary's children? Yeah, I know. She just had that miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? Why not just kill Alice Garvey and, like, that clay kid? <laughs> or James? You know what or I mean? James. Like, it would have been tragic enough that a kid died. But why? Yeah. I guess anyway. boys don't fare very well in the English family. I guess not. So the because it's not day, like any of this historically happened. This is all made up. The next day we get. Doo, 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 doo. Oh no! Wait, that's Godfather. I do this all the time. What's the love story music? Oh, God, <laughs> I, I don't know. Pull. I'll put it in post edit. Okay. So we get the love story music. <laughs> the blind school's completely demolished. Burned to the ground. I mean, they didn't have fire trucks. So they did. They but did, the but not one. Right, not the way we do now. Well, yeah. and also the way they're constructed. So this probably would have been balloon construction, I think it's called. It was the type of construction that was prevalent before before they changed how you had to build a house which a lot of that regulation occurred after the great chicago fire Mm -hmm. so we see caroline and she's trying to comfort mary and she's trying to comfort mary 1.0 yes she is i wrote oh my god charles is literally walking out of the charred remains with the charred corpse of the baby i just want to say too that like although this is tragic and i'm not trying to like make light of this mary just doesn't handle shit well mary completely falls apart no it's very tragic and i would fall apart as well but she falls apart in a way like for months and in a way that like it's one thing to like be in trauma right sure Mm -hmm. but like she just completely becomes comatose I mean, we saw Caroline. Down. We saw Caroline lose a, a baby son. Yeah, and she was cooking breakfast the next day for her family. But she also had other kids that she had to soldier on for. I mean, I don't know. I I get this. I totally. I mean, get she puts this. all this burden on Adam, and he also lost a child. I know. I do have a problem with that. I do have a problem with that. All right, so Jen, I have a question. If if God forbid my baby burns up in a fire. And you're walking around the remains of the house, oh, and God. you see its charred little nope. body. I'm not touching it. You don't tell me, right? Nope. You just no. take it and get it out of there. Yes. Yep. You don't bring it over to me nope. like, here's your dead charred baby. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean, this was a different time. Oh, Jesus Christ. This was probably the time when they used to take pictures of people in their coffins, right? Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, he, Charles brings the baby out. Actually, no, Mary's it wasn't like, because they, I don't think they had um, whatever funeral places do. Embalming? embalming i don't think they had that yet so no they wouldn't have open coffins at this point okay so mary asked to hold the baby and she says they're gonna put him in the ground she needs to hold him and she starts humming a lullaby she does some like macabre lullaby scene it's here. the it's the brahms lullaby again and charles is like let's drug her <laughs> charles okay so now we get to i don't know Fire chief inspector. Fire <laughs> That's like Doc, Doc Baker is now the fire inspector. <laughs> in the basement, Doc Baker finds the pipe and says he thinks the fire started in the basement. With Good this job, pipe. Sherlock. Good job, Sherlock. <laughs> Good job. But then what does he do, Aim? I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. What's he gonna the investigation do? goes no further. <laughs> They're just like, oh, someone smoked a pipe. And I guess this is where the fire started. But I guess we'll never be able to figure out who it was because there was only a handful of people at this thing. Right. We, all, we know everybody who was there. And nobody Plus, would do this. Yeah. It's nope. not like you found nope. it in a subway station in New York. Then you may never know who done, who did it. So Charles is like, yo, dude, I need some sleeping powders for Mary. Yeah. Please drug her. Like, she doesn't even cry. Yep. And Doc's like, well, she's in shock. And I wrote, what are sleeping powders and how do I get them? How do I get a sleeping powder? <laughs> Charles and Doc, like, they're just in charge of this. I don't know how. I don't know why Doc is the fire inspector. Maybe it's a better profession for him. <laughs> right, because he could just be Captain Obvious. Yeah. Like, we want you to be Captain Obvious. Here's this burnt-up pipe in these burnt-up fabrics. I think it started here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the fabrics would have survived this. The fabric would be gone. The pipe yeah. being clay would have survived. But Maybe. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be burnt up, but it can survive very high temperatures. So now they have to find homes for the children, and they have a hotel for Adam and Mary. Nellies. And, yes, and Jonathan Garvey. So now we see Jonathan Garvey, and he's fallen apart. I mean, we know he, he doesn't deal with, like not having a job well no he turns into a big big huge baby big giant baby big giant yeah. baby so he doesn't want to leave alice he doesn't want her to be in a pine box he wants something pretty and warm and doc's like okay i'll take care of this so now doc's the funeral director yeah like what, what? okay right. well i mean he's there's nothing he can do to, to help this situation as a doctor uh-uh. Except maybe deal with the mental health of his patients. Now we have a scene at home, and Charles, Laura, and Albert are drinking coffee, and Charles is very focused on letting Carolyn sleep in the next day. The funeral's the next day, and he's like, I don't want you guys being loud. Laura, you're to take Carrie down by the stream and Whatever. play with her in the morning so that 
Nothing wakes up your mother. He tells Albert, go into Carrie's room and shut the window so no sunlight gets in. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. When has he ever given a shit about Carolyn's sleep? I know, seriously. So he does all this and he's talking, Pa is talking with Laura and Laura's like, how did this happen? Why did this happen? And Pa tells her about the pipe. I don't know. Somebody is smoking a pipe. We have no idea whom. We don't care to find out. And Laura's like, or Albert hears this and he just freezes. And then he excuses himself and goes to bed. And we see a close up on his face. And we hear the same dialogue that we just heard Which, from Charles. Which, why do we need that? We don't again. need a review of that. Yes. Nope. Now, I think this is where Jenny was laughing. Because I was too. Well, first of all, I just wrote, that's right, Albert. It's your fault and not in a Laura kind of way. Like, it's actually your fault. It's his fault. Yeah. So, Jenny, at the hotel, Mary wakes up screaming. Well, first of all, I have in parentheses. What I might have been laughing at at this moment, because I have in parentheses, I hear Amy's TV from the other room, and it sounds like Halloween. Because, like, <laughs> Mary's screaming so much because it yes. was the fire. Like, there's so much yes. screaming that sounded like, like a murderer was after somebody. Yes. Yep. So, Mary wakes up screaming. Adam jumps to her side. Mary is disoriented. She has no idea why they're in a hotel. She's in denial that the baby's dead. Adam tries to give her medicine. She whips it out of his hand and <laughs> smashes it across the room. Then she starts beating the shit out of Adam. This is the worst acting I've ever seen in my entire life. It is <laughs> fucking terrible. I mean, when Linwood Boomer and Melissa and Sue Anderson are, are you know, there was no chomping chance. this much scenery, it's bad. There was no chance. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like Landon wrote this and directed it so that Melissa Sue Anderson could get her Emmy. But, like, she she can't act out of a paper bag, her way out of a paper bag. So, like, that no. was never going to happen. Like, if you want to see this done well, you watch Mystic River, Sean Penn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, compare that to this. Did you just hit your <laughs> microphone? Yes. <laughs> compare that to this. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. So, she's trying to beat the shit out of Adam and then starts putting her fists through a window. Yep. Wow. Well, she's the deranged parent who's like you know just freaking out in loss and like can't pull it off is terrible and again i want to make sure everybody really hears me here i get this yes and i i've seen this done really well and be very believable like Like we're not making we're not saying she should not be feeling this way no but she needs to act it out better (laughs) it's not believable the way she acts it it's 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 just so stupid the way like, it so just stupid. feels so like fake mm-hmm. and like over dramatic, like in a, in a way that makes it seem like she's acting. Not that she's like overreacting yes. as a you person. You always know she's acting. You always know yes. she's acting. But yep. I'm telling yep. you, Mystic River Sean Penn, when he finds out mm-hmm. that his daughter's dead, mm-hmm. that that was some of the most amazing acting I've ever seen. Like you feel that, and that's Sean real. Penn is God, that was so good. He is a treasure. That movie's good. That movie's dark, man. It's I saw it like three times in the theater. I don't so know why. Good. There's you know whatever. But he, if you want to see this type of thing acted well, watch that. I agree. So at the Ingles, everyone is getting ready for the funeral, and Albert. Oh wait, I want to throw in a dead parent movie. What's the movie with Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams? Oh, I know what you're talking about. It, it's up, they're in Boston. They're in Boston. Pause. We're back. It's Manchester by the Sea. Yes. Wow. You want to talk about something I can never watch again. But very similar. He loses three of his daughters in a fire. And, I mean, no one can act as well as Michelle Williams in that role. She's amazing. Um, He loses three of his daughters in a fire in that movie. Yeah. Yep. And they're... they're, That was a really good movie. That was a really good movie. It's a dark fucking movie. I can't watch that again. No way. Okay. So at the Ingalls, everybody's getting ready for the funeral. And Albert is sulking by the creek. Because he, t- he can't fix this. He can't fix this. He can't and figure out how to fix this. He fucking caused this. Yes. So Pa tells him, come on. But Albert doesn't want to go. And he starts sobbing. And he's begging Charles to not make him go. So Charles is like, okay, whatever. Like, Charles I got bigger like, things I'm, to I can't do. fight these things. Yeah. yeah. 
So the Ingalls arrive at the hotel and Doc Baker pulls Charles and Caroline aside to tell them about Mary's outburst. A psychotic episode is mm-hmm. what she had. He tells them Mary's in denial and won't go to the funeral and he doesn't know why or how. He doesn't know what's going on. Can I just say that no one is ever going to be like, Mary's so brave and handling this so well. No. Nope. Nope. All he knows is Mary thinks the baby's alive and we're all lying. Like, Doc is useless. He knows he's nothing here. To be fair, there's not a whole lot of psychology. That's why it's weird at this point. No. They go up and Carolyn tries to get Mary out of bed. She's like, you gotta go to your own kid's funeral. And I just have Jenny. How do you feel about this? Does Mary need to be there? I think for Mary's sake, she needs to be there. Like, she needs that closure. Like, she'll regret it. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Well, and if she's in denial, that's not true. Like, she needs to witness, you know? Yeah, maybe. So she's not going to go. And Doc says he'll stay with Mary while everyone else goes. And poor Even Adam. Doc was, Doc was kind of like, take me with you. <laughs> poor Adam, you know, just Yeah, going like, through this, like, he, I guess I mean, I'll go by myself. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we see the funeral happening, and then we have a weird Laura voiceover telling us that some of the blind children were able to go home. Some were taken in by neighbors, but it was only on a temporary basis. And we see Hester Sue putting a kid on a stagecoach, hugging the kid, and telling them she loves them. Yeah. So, one of the weird things, though, with the funeral is I feel like we were, like, watching it from a distance, like some creeper. Mm -hmm, (laughs) They didn't... mm -hmm. They didn't really show... I don't know why they made that artistic choice. He makes a lot of directorial choices that are weird. That just make no sense. Yeah. Like why why yeah. couldn't we see the funeral? Adam comes out and asks Hester Sue to look after Mary because he says he needs to go to the Ingalls because it's time he makes some decisions about Mary. I just feel like Mary. he's at the end of his rope and I can't blame him. I wrote, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. He's what probably, state am I, I going to be in if Timmy has to make decisions about I, me? Well, I mean, to be fair, if she's in a catatonic state, which she is, he's mm-hmm. her, he is her, um, what's that called? Next to kin. Yeah. Like, he's Caretaker. the one that would have to yeah. decide anything or do anything. Mm-hmm. And I think he just needs to get away from her. Yeah. Like, he just needs yeah. some time away. And, like, you can't blame him for this. Because no. he's gone through this terrible tragedy. I mean, his blind school burnt down. His son is dead. Like, it's tragic. Mm-hmm. And now he has this to deal with? Mm-hmm. Yep. So he heads over to l- the little house. And uh, Paul's not there. He's in Mankato with Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Adam asks if he could talk to Laura, Carolyn, and Albert all together as a family. He tells them it's been two weeks now, and Mary still hasn't even spoken. And he's decided he's called his father and asked if he could bring Mary to New York. And he said yes. And he's like, I need to bring her to doctors, men who specialize in these types of things. Well, and, and he, isn't it funny how Carolyn is like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're and just... then he's like, I'm going to go a couple days ahead of time to look for a teaching job. And she's like, I wish you could go together. And he snaps at her. I know, because I think Carolyn's just like, I need a break, too. He Take like, her with you. Guys, he smashes the table like, please, Carolyn. Yeah. You need to understand. I just need to get away from here. It was pretty bad. I, like, who snaps at Carolyn? I know. But then Carolyn's and, like, okay, whatever. We'll watch her. Yeah, he's like, I need to get my strength together. And Carolyn's like, chill out, dude. We'll take care of Mary at the hotel. Jenny, why, why can Mary not come home? I don't know. She gets a catatonic in any bed. Right. First of all, she has no home to go to. No, why can't she go to the Ingalls? She could. She would just sit catatonic in a bed. She 100% could. Why wouldn't they do that? Why would they keep her in a hotel? I don't know. Do you wish I was in a hotel right now? (laughs) (laughs) Point point taken. Okay. (laughs) So, um, where am I? Oh, oh, I have here. Jenny, where should they put her? She's having a breakdown. Where should they put her? In the, in the, in the, in the Saudi house. In the breakdown Saudi. Saudi. What the hell? (laughs) That's where they should put her. That's where they should put her. Let her rage in there. All right. So now we see Charles and Jonathan just in a field. But wait, wait, wait. Albert overheard all this. And now I would like to call him Albert the Destroyer for this episode. Wow. 
Okay. Charles and Jonathan are just in a field, and Jonathan's moping, and they have a god fight. I have an index card. On God? Well, this can can get real. (laughs) No, not on God. So the argument they have is Jonathan goes through the whole, why did God let this happen to my wife thing, right? And this this brings to mind um, the the logical argument against the existence of God, which was put forth by Epicurus, called the problem of evil. So what Jonathan is talking about is the problem of evil. Yes. So this all comes from my philosophy minor, I just want to say. And I used to spend a lot of time writing papers about this. Uh, so I should completely zone out for this part. So Archbishop Anselm in the 11th century wrote the ontological argument for God. So basically it's saying that like God exists and he's om- uh, omniscient, omnipotent. How do you say that? Omni- omnipotent. Omnipotent. Om- omnipotent. Omnibenevolent. Oh okay. And omniscient. So okay. he, he that's what God is, right? Like the, So he's saying, like all knowing. All knowing. All, he's everything. All good, all powerful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So this dude comes along and he said, "Well, there's the problem of evil though." So what the argument says is because there's, you know, you have a God that's all these things and yet there's evil in the world. So because there's evil in the world, then one of those premises or all of the, one to all of them cannot be true. So if God is uh omnipotent, then he has the power to prevent evil mm-hmm. he or she if well, we know what this time i was like if god is omnibenevolent they would want to prevent evil if the god is omniscient then they would want they would know about all the evil so if there yet there is evil in the world therefore god can't exist so this was an argument against the existence of god so there's all these like logical mm-hmm. arguments for it so that's what jonathan's talking about and then some of the responses to the problem of evil are like, well, God gave humans free will. Like, there's all these different arguments, like the mm-hmm. the argument of free will, and there's all... But it's really, like, if you like this kind of thing, and you like philosophical argument, mm-hmm. and fallacies, and that whole type of thing, it's really... I mean, I would have to write papers on this every week. It was the best class I ever took. Well, it was okay. one of the classes I took. But then I ended up minoring in it, because it was just so interesting. All of this, and you couldn't talk to us about fire safety or the history of the fire marshal? Okay. I like the problem of evil. All right. So they're having the God fight. And (laughs) back at home. Which none of them are arguing well from a philosophical standpoint. Right. So Charles gets home, and Carolyn's telling him Adam's going to take Mary to a doctor in New York. And Charles is real upset that Mary's going to a psychiatrist. Yeah, he, he doesn't says believe in it. It is no use talking to someone. It would be one thing if he could just give her pills, give her medicine. And Carolyn's like, you just don't want them to go to New York. And Carolyn says, what I want and what is good for Mary are two different things. Yeah. And she's right. She's right. And then she has mm-hmm. a sick burn on him. Yes. Then Charles asks about Albert, and she's like, he's still very upset. I don't know what to do with him. And Charles' is like, I'll sit and talk with him tomorrow. And Carolyn's like, but what good will that do? I thought you said sitting and talking are a waste of time. Are you going to prescribe Albert medicine? <laughs> it was pretty good. Sick, sick burn. That it was, was great. Good. Mm-hmm. Now at the Garvey's, this is bad. At the Garvey's, Jonathan Garvey's hitting the booze. And it looks early, <laughs> like morning early. That's before and he goes to school. I was right, because then Andy comes out and he's getting ready for school. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy, guys, Gen X pro tip. If you're drinking before your kid goes to school, you might you might want to talk to somebody about that. You might want to <laughs> sit around and think about that a little bit. Unless you have a lot of shit going on. No. Still, <laughs> still not great. <laughs> so Andy is going to school and he wants to make Jonathan Garvey something for breakfast. He's like, why don't I make you eggs? Oh, I would love someone to make me eggs. Can I just state for the record, Andy, who just lost his mother and is a yes. child... Yes. Is handling this better than both Jonathan and Mary. Yeah. He's trying to take care of his father. So Jonathan Garvey, like, he just loses his mind and he starts screaming at Andy. And I just wrote, poor Andy. Like, poor, poor Andy. Okay. At Nellie's, Carolyn is quilting and Mary's just lying there staring straight ahead doing nothing. Albert comes in and relieves Carolyn of duty. And Carolyn tells him she'll be back in three hours. She's running home to make dinner. And also, Jenny, Doc Baker's playing Pinochle at the feed and seed. 
if you yeah. need them. And like he's just I thought that would come. Up. I thought that would come into play because she repeats it three times. Yeah. Nope. No but reason no. for that. Mm-mm. So Mary Jen, I don't know if you picked this up, has full hair and makeup done. Even though I she's wrote that, I'm like, who is doing Mary's makeup every day? And I wrote Jenny. She hasn't left her room in two weeks and has full hair and makeup. Do you want to talk to this? There's Do you no want to speak to is... this? I have had. I don't even know where my makeup is. I don't know where my makeup is. I take a shower. I don't dry my hair. I don't do anything to my hair. Yep. I have the same three outfits. I just keep washing and wearing. There you go. So Albert reads her Elizabeth Barrett Browning. And he's At this point, I'm like checking to see if this episode is an hour and 15 minutes because I feel like it's going on forever. As he's reading, she starts humming the Brahms lullaby again. Then we have a super zoom on Albert's face, and then we get a to be continued. Yep. End of part one. Jenny, I don't even know why I'm wasting my breath, but whose fault is this? It's not Albert's. It's the dumbass kids with Albert. It's Clay's. It's Albert's. Is it Albert's? Albert is smart enough to resist peer pressure. Okay, so Clay gets a pass because he's dumb? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, no. I mean, Albert is guilty by association, but he didn't really want to do it. But Albert's the smarter one. He should have made sure that pipe was out. Yeah, Albert's the one who literally shoved the pipe into a box of rags. Or is it Hester Sue's fault? I feel like it might be. Why is she she nosing around? No, not that. If I were Hester Sue and I happened upon two kids in the basement, I would have probably gone down there and checked out what they had done. Yeah, but would would it have smelled or Maybe. anything enough? By I don't that know. Point? You might have seen it. I would have looked around just to make sure. Or is it Mary's fault for putting that baby back in the bassinet? <laughs> well, there's so many. Or is it Hester Seuss for opening the door? Like, there's so many places <laughs> where the outcome of this could have changed. Yep. I feel like. I mean, Alice, or is it Charles' fault for adopting Albert? I mean, I feel like it's kind of on Mary because, like, once the fire got started, once you accept that Albert caused the fire. Mm-hmm. I feel like the tragedy... Mary had the baby in her arms. Right. And that is the whole reason why Alice Garvey's dead. Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right, Jenny. So only on this podcast do we blame a grieving mother for the death of her own baby. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're right. Like, I've been trying to get Jenny to But hey, don't mothers TV. get blamed for everything? I've been trying to get Jenny to cover some reality TV, and she's like, I don't feel comfortable talking about real people. Maybe you're right. Maybe this is why we cannot. This is why I can't. Yes. You know, I yes. can't talk about real people <laughs> in public <laughs> on a recording. All right, Jenny. So... At the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch. Now, I remembered seeing this. Everybody uh, yes. remembers. I remembered this. it, but I did not remember things like Hester Sue opening the door and Mary putting the baby it. back down. I didn't remember I that. I remembered it. I didn't remember Mary putting the baby well, back down. Well, and also, like, we're putting this all on Mary, but Adam was standing right there in the room with the baby, too, and he didn't pick up the baby. He should have picked up the baby and got Mary and got out of there. Like, save your family, dude. True. True. Jenny, I think we're going to have the same why for this, but I don't know. Why not? Go ahead. This is why you never, ever, 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 ever open a door when there's smoke pouring out of the cracks. Is that yours? Mine is, this is why I'm terrified of fire. Oh, okay. I really have, you and I have talked about this a lot. I really have an irrational fear of fire. I feel like that comes from dad, though. And did dad get it from this? I don't know. Do you think dad remembers the blind fire? Yeah, he does. You know he does. I just he feel was, like like fire safety super paranoid. Yeah, remember he really we had was. like we had like um fire ladders under our bed? Yes. Like that's crazy. No one does that. Well, when you think about our apartment though, we only had one way out, which is no, illegal. We had two now. ways out. No, we had two ways oh. out. You can get out onto the porch by the kitchen. Yeah, and then you had to jump to the your as long as you can get outside. I don't think that's right. I think there should have been steps on there. No, because my double, my two ways out are my front door and then my doors out onto my things. The hell are you going to do out there? Well, you could at least get outside and then you could get rescued. You're going to Alice Garvey it and be screaming <laughs> and everybody's well, going to be I mean, watching it's like 25 you. feet away from the building, so I'll be hot and sunburned, but I probably won't die. <laughs> yeah, but what if the building collapses? Uh, it wouldn't reach me that far away. 
Oh, I mean, I, I guess. Think... But by then, I'm in the middle of the city. By then, there's got to be a fire truck next to me somewhere. <laughs> or I just try to jump. Maybe I got to get a fucking fire ladder. Thanks, Amy. I have like 10 exits. And I have gone over extensively with my children well, The only reason you do. have 10 exits is because everything's the first floor. Yes. Yeah. But I've gone over extensively with my children. They know if they are, if they hear the smoke alarms... And if they touch their doorknobs... And Every man for themselves, jump out your window. If their doorknobs are hot, they are to jump out their windows. Every and man run for over, themselves. Run over to my in-laws. To fuck the dog, and wake fuck them the cats. Up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, Timmy and I are fully like, we would just bur- run into a burning building to save our kids. Yeah. Like, a hundred percent. Literally put their kid back in the cradle <laughs> while in a burning building. <laughs> This is what yes. I mean. That's yes. badly written because no parents on earth would do that. There's no parent on earth that would do that. No parent that I could think of. And if I would have said, like, Mimi's, if you think you'd do that, let us know. But nobody's going to admit to that. <laughs> and the, the, what you brought up is a vital point, point, though. If she panicked in the moment and put the baby down, he was Adam should have grabbed it. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like in a panic... You grab your kids. You don't let them go. Agreed. Like Agreed. if you're in a if you're in a in a in a situation where there's an emergency, what's the first thing you're looking to do? Agreed. Get your kids. Mm-hmm. You're not looking to like yep. drop your kids. Nope. Jenny, if if something happens, make sure you get Lafayette Beetle out. No. Lafayette Beetle, I would have put a leash on and tied to a doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> all right jenny tell everyone what's coming up next so coming up next is little house on the prairie season six episode 19 the continuation of we may we make them proud part two yeah so the description reads albert mary and jonathan all deeply impacted by the fire at the school for the blind continue to deal with their emotions albert racked with guilt runs away leading char <laughs> runs away again, again leading charles and jonathan to conduct a frantic search for him all right, Jen. So, guys, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed uh, our coverage of this monumental episode, pivotal to many of our childhoods. <sighs> Part of me was like, why didn't they just call it the blind school fire? But then I'm like, that would have, like, given it away. Given it away. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so... If, you, if you're interested in leaving us a five-star review, please do so. If you want to leave us a one-star review... I don't know. Just go yell into a hole somewhere. Jump jump somewhere because we, we're not interested in those one-star reviews. <laughs> not interested. Um, <laughs> please help us spread the word, growing the pod. Um, if you could share with your friends, that really helps. Also, we have a separate feed with all of our blockbusters on it. So, like, if you know someone in your life who you think would enjoy looking back on the movies but is not a Little House fan. Who is this person? Why are you friends with them? I know. First of all, re-examine your life choices. <laughs> Second of all, you know, maybe you're married to a Walton's weirdo like me. Yeah, I don't like know. Amy. Yep. Yeah. So just share, share. Although Timmy listens to every episode. He, he does. does. He doesn't watch Little House. I love it. So, but, but, he, but he knows us. So it's interesting to him. For people who don't know us, who would give, who the hell would want to listen to two strangers talk about Little House if you don't watch it? Right. So you can direct them to the Gen X This Is Why Blockbusters feed. And they can listen there. And they don't have to have any kind of association with Little House at all. That's the Little House free feed. (laughs) Yes. Um, Please go to our website, genxthisiswhy.com, to find our socials or to send us a message or to sign up for our Patreon. Where we're covering, I think we're going to start covering the Golden Girls. Yep. I think it's decided. That won the poll. I mean, I put a poll out on Patreon and... Boom. I'm excited. I love the Golden Girls. I love the Golden Girls so much. So I'm very excited. All right, guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.